0: Hello, Shameless Moms, happy Monday and happy birthday anniversary to the Shameless Mom Academy. We are officially five years old. Holy cow. Just like with your own child, you're like, how did we get here? It went so fast. Like it went really slow, but also so fast. And I feel like it's been part of my life forever. It's all a crazy, like it messes with your mind, right? But it's been five years. The Shameless Mom Academy started five years ago. And that is unbelievable. Vinny was three. I was 40. And I did not know what I was doing. I did not know where this show would end up. And here we are, 528 episodes later which means like 260-some-odd interviews later with amazing, fabulous guests, 3.5 million downloads later. The show is in over 140 countries. I mean, that's a lot, a lot. And what I wanna say before we dive into all the goodies today is you all have to start somewhere and all it takes is that first step, And then the second step and then the third step it's literally like one step after another and i never saw this day getting here i didn't know when i started that i didn't have a five-year plan at all like let me just full transparency there was not a five-year plan I had like a six-month plan. I was like, I want to try this for six months and see what happens. That was literally the whole plan. <laughs> and here we are. I had a gym. That was my full-time thing. I had no intention of letting the gym go. I had no intention of making this my whole world in terms of like my professional life. It's just, it's incredible to look back. And we often don't take that moment or that pause to look back and see and give ourselves that space to see what we've created or what we've accomplished. And so I'm just like, I'm doing that in this moment right now with all of you you and I also very very much want to honor that it's because of all of you that we're here. If you all didn't show up and pay attention and give me feedback and let me know what you wanted and what you loved and what you didn't like and all the stuff I wouldn't be here i show up because of you i don't show up to listen to myself i mean i do enjoy listening to myself from time to time there are moments where i'm like oh that was pretty good but 99.9 percent of the time i'm showing up because i know so many of you are listening and when i think about thousands of you listening to every episode that it keeps me on the hook it keeps me accountable and it keeps me doing a lot of my own work if i'm being really transparent it keeps me doing a lot of my own work so that i can show up and have deep impact in your life and so i take that really really seriously that feels like a really big responsibility to me and that has never lessened that has felt like a big responsibility from the beginning and it continues to feel like a big responsibility and so i just appreciate all of you being along on the ride for me and such a huge thank you to all of our guests our like i said over 260 guests who have just been absolutely incredible i'm con- constantly blown away by the conversations that I get to be a part of and by the people who reach out to me to be on the show and also by the people who say yes when I reach out to them and then like the magic that we get to make together so thank you thank you for all of you who are a part of this it's so much bigger than just me and lastly I gotta thank my team Katie and Christy and Nikita And we have two Christies. So we have Christy producer and then Christy, my assistant, who also does my photography. And so we have Christine and Christy and Katie and Nikita. And then Christy, producer Christy, also has her team. So shout out to all of you who make everything work and make me just seem like such a professional when oftentimes I'm in my pajamas and eating peanut butter cups and doing puzzles, let's be honest. So thank you, thank you to everyone who makes the show as successful as it is and really supports me in creating this dream. And of course, I mean, now that I'm doing like a Grammy speech, I should also thank my husband and Vinny, right? Thank you to my husband and Vinny, Vince and Vinny. They are my hugest fans and supporters. And my mom, my mom who's listening to this. And thank you to my mom. And now really seriously, okay, the Grammy speech is over. Okay, done thanking all the people. So five years of lessons on leadership and motherhood. So what I wanted to do today was talk about leadership and motherhood and what I've learned over the course of the last five years. When I first started the show, I didn't know exactly what I wanted to talk about. I knew I wanted to talk about bigger things than I was had the space to talk about in my gym business, but I didn't know exactly what I wanted that to be. I just knew that I was done having conversations that where the goal outcome was to help women shrink their bodies. So I was done having conversations around how to lose weight, how to burn belly fat, like what exercises burn the most calories, what like the most like easiest diet for losing 10 pounds was like that was just I was done, done, done with that. But I also didn't know exactly what I wanted to be talking about moving forward. And I remember in those early episodes, I would often like kind of I would fill space with like something that was like mindset related and then like something fitness or nutrition related and then mindset. And I kind of rotated through that. And it's funny when people go back, they're like, it's so funny. You used to like do episodes about workouts and <laughs> not giving workouts, but like talking about certain kinds of workouts or I think I did episodes about like how to make fun salads at some point, like all sorts of things now that just seem, I would just never do that now because I feel like I have bigger, more important things to talk about. That said, salads are very important in my life and I do make a real badass salad, but that's a whole other topic for another show. So what I've learned is that my voice has value, which is something I always say to all of you, and that growing that voice has been really, really it's been a huge process and a huge learning curve and a journey and it's my voice has changed over time for sure. And there's things that I know now that I didn't know I needed to learn. And I'm so grateful that I've learned them. And so what I wanted to talk about today was these five lessons on leadership and motherhood. And it's interesting as I was putting this together, these lessons as I would think of one and kind of think one through in my head, I would think about how it pertained to leadership. And then I'd be like, oh, but it also, it totally pertains to motherhood. Or one of them would be more relevant immediately to motherhood. And then I'd be like, but it also pertains to leadership. And so there was this fascinating crossover and that's because motherhood makes us better leaders. Motherhood makes us better leaders and being leaders makes us better mothers too, right? When we embrace being a leader, we become better mothers. And so if you are in a leadership position, which you are, you're already in multiple leadership positions, but you decide to own that and honor that, then that makes you a better mother because you have a sense of what leadership means and why it's important and why you will instill the values of leadership into your children. So all of these things can be so reciprocal. If you are a mother in the workplace, you are will be a better leader because you are a mom because you will know how to do all sorts of things more efficiently and effectively because you are a mom. Motherhood is a superpower. Not many people will tell you that. Motherhood is a superpower. And so motherhood gives you skills and tools and makes you resilient and resourceful in a way that nothing else can, and that makes you a better leader, for sure. So I'm excited to talk through these five lessons that I've learned on leadership and motherhood and kind of help you see how they connect. So the first one, first lesson, the hard thing can be the best thing. So what I've learned in leadership and what I've learned in motherhood is that the hard thing can be the best thing. And so I went through when Vinny was first born, I went through this long traumatic experience with nursing. It was so hard. But I will tell you that experience, while there's pieces of it that I wish I did differently, that experience ultimately made me check my ego in order to put my child's needs over my needs for perfectionism. That was a big lesson. It was an incredibly hard lesson. My child Vinnie was almost, he was basically failure to thrive he was dropping weight if you have a young baby or remember your children's weights as they were growing then he had to get weekly weigh-ins when he was really little we would go in every week and his goal at one point as we were approaching his three-month birthday was for him to weigh 10 pounds by three months if you have had a baby recently you know that that is a very tiny three-month-old he was born at seven pounds 12 ounces and was not gaining weight and his goal the doctor's goal for him was this baby needs to be 10 pounds by three months or we're gonna, like, this is not okay. He's falling off this growth curve and off of the growth chart completely. And he did not hit 10 pounds in three months. That was a very traumatic experience for me. Nursing was a very traumatic experience. And what I learned from that was having to step away from my own perfectionism and having to step away from being a control freak and all of the things that I was really, really good at in order to find other ways to do things. And in order to listen to the experts and rather than listening to my own needs really listen to experts who said like this is what your baby needs right now and we need to do things differently now and we need you to listen and get over yourself so understood explains, and it will pop right up. Click on it, pick your episode, and get the answers that you've been looking for and the support that you need around different learning differences and differences in school. The hard thing can be the best thing. Another example of that in leadership would be when I decided to run Shameless MomCon 2019. So Shameless MomCon 2019 was our in-person, first in-person event that I did for the Shameless Mom Academy, and I was terrified I was so scared. I literally did not sleep for like two months. I was very excited. I thought that it would be amazing to bring moms together from all over the country for this two and a half day experience. But I was so nervous because I felt like I had to make it so incredibly magical. And I didn't know I'd never done that before. And I didn't know if I could deliver. And I had a sense that I probably could, but I did not want to miss the mark especially when I knew that these moms were spending a lot of money and a lot of time to get away from their families. Some of them were flying for the first time. Some of them were leaving babies for the first time. Some of them were missing. I had one woman who was missing like her child's birthday and her wedding anniversary. All these things I was like, oh my gosh, like this has to be the most incredible thing ever. And that felt like a lot of weight. And it was really hard. And also, holy cow, it was amazing. And I will never forget the feeling that I felt when that weekend was over. And I remember talking to my friend after the fact and saying like, I feel high. Like a week later, I still was on cloud nine. I felt like I had just created something so magical. And I could see that was the experience other people had as well. And it felt like such a huge, position of honor to have been able to create that for other people and for it to be as transformational as it was for them and that was made it very very transformational for me. It was really hard. It felt very high stakes, very high risk. I also had to put a lot of money on the line to do this at a fancy hotel in downtown Seattle. And it was amazing and it paid off. And so the hard thing can be the best thing. So when you're looking at motherhood and when you're looking at leadership when you're in those moments when it's really, really hard, know that you can't see it when you're in it, but when you are past it, you can recognize that sometimes those hard things can be the very best things. Second lesson, you are always more qualified than you think. I have loved watching my Momentum Mamas come in and step into leadership in so many ways. So Momentum Mamas, it's our membership community for moms. We do tons of mindset work. It's basically personal development for moms. So it's all about working on your mindset in order to cultivate more courage and confidence in order to step into leadership in different aspects of your lives. And what happens over and over and over is as women work through Momentum Mamas over the course of their year membership, they are constantly blown away by like, holy cow, I just did this thing I never knew I could do. And the rest of us are like, yeah, we all knew you could do that. (laughs) We all knew it. There are so many things that we don't know that we can do. But other people in our lives are like, yeah, I always saw that in you. But you didn't see it in yourself. And so what I've learned over this time is that you're always more qualified than you think. And when it comes to motherhood, sometimes we look at what other people are doing and we think, I don't know, should I be doing it the way they do it? Or should I listen to my gut? you are always more qualified than you think to act on behalf of your children, right? Like you know what's best, trust that you know that, even if it's different than what the next door neighbor is doing or a classmate is doing or your best friend down the street is doing, right? And when it comes to your work, you are always more qualified than you think because you have experience that counts and that matters and that qualifies you in ways that you cannot imagine. I was talking to someone the other day, one of my one-on-one business coaching clients, And she said we were talking about qualifications and we were met she said well i'm not sure if i need to get a certification around this certain thing in addition to the experience that i have because i feel like the certification could also help me and i said well tell me about your experience how many years of experience do you have in this field and she started counting and she said well like technically i have this amount of years but then like if i also add this other thing you know i guess that kind of counts and i was like whoa 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 like there's no such thing as kind of counts so tell me what you did in that other thing and as she started talking through i was like yeah it was unrelated on paper but if you look through the skills that you needed to have or the personality traits that you had to have or the leadership skills that you had to have in order to be perform well in that position does that qualify you for the thing that you want to do right now and she said yeah and then i said okay then all of that experience counts so when i left my gym when i sold the gym and i was looking at coaching in the shameless mom academy and qualifying myself for that role I was trying to think through like what qualifies me to make this shift from really specifically around fitness and nutrition and health in that very specific way, more into mindset and mental health and life coaching and even business coaching. And it took me a while to figure out like, hold on, I have been helping women make massive transformations in their life since 2003. Previous to that, I was helping children make transformation since 1998. That's a long track record of helping people transform their lives in different ways, right? And then when I looked into becoming a business coach and really like leveraging the skills, I thought, well, but hold on, like, who am I? I don't have an MBA. I don't have, like, who am I to be a business coach? Well, but I've been running a business now for 18 years. I've actually built three businesses and I've scaled two of them to multiple six figures a year. So as it turns out, I'm super freaking qualified, right? Right. We often don't think completely through all the ways that we're qualified to show up in motherhood and all the ways that we're qualified to show up as leaders. We take like one little sliver of our lives and then we determine that that's not enough. And we don't try to show up all the way. We decide that we're not qualified. That is our default, right? We take one sliver and then we decide it's not enough and we disqualify ourselves all the time. So I want to really push you. This is like My ongoing, when I work with Tenacious Mamas in my business and leadership mastermind, this is at the crux of everything we do in that group, even though I'm giving them like business strategy and tactics all the time. My biggest message is always how qualified they are to go do the thing and make a lot of money doing that thing and serve the world doing that thing. Because it is so significant that you see yourself as qualified because first of all, other people already see you that way, but not enough people see you that way. So there's going to be like friends and family that see you as being qualified enough, but there's a whole universe of people who don't yet know that you're qualified because you haven't told them. So if I had decided like, well, but I'm not going to be a business coach because I don't think I'm qualified because like you know I don't have like an MBA. So who am I? All of my clients who are building businesses right now potentially would not have had the wins that they've had in working through my program, Right. So the disservice I would have done would be to not be able to help those people because I hadn't qualified myself to lead in that way. So really think through when you hold yourself back from leaning into all the ways that you're qualified. Not only do you miss out, but the world misses out. And that's a big deal. Number three, my third lesson on leadership and motherhood, we are all the same. When I first started interviewing people, I was really good at like classifying people as like being better than me or more successful than me, like finding reasons to be intimidated by guests or thinking that they were like more worthy and qualified than I was and feeling like eternally indebted when people would come on the show, like as if it was some huge favor to me, which don't get me wrong, like I am grateful and You know, there's definitely in a way, a sense it is a favor, but also it's a favor that I'm doing for them, right? Like they're going to come and get exposure to my thousands of people that are going to listen to the episode and what have you. So what's happened over time is I've learned that the people that I look up to and the people that I put on pedestals, they are not fancier than me. They might have cuter clothes and they might have a nicer house, but they're not fancier. They are just regular people. And for better or worse, I have really learned to not put people on pedestals, like put mentors on pedestals, because I've often been disappointed. I've learned that the people that I think have all their stuff together also are very flawed, just like me. And they do things that disappoint me and they do things that hurt other people. And I've learned that... Everyone's just human. I got to interview an actor and actress recently who their interview is coming out shortly. But again, I was like, oh my gosh, like these are Hollywood people. They're really fancy. And I got them on and they were like apologizing. They're like, our dog is going to be barking in the background because our neighbor has construction and it's going to be really annoying. And I was like, no, I love that. Like, I want you to just be really normal. They were like, okay, we're super normal. And we had the most fun conversation and they were so real. And as we were talking through the conversation, it was actually, it was Shannon Kenny Carbonell and Nestor Carbonell and they're both been on various shows and Nestor was on Lost and he was on the morning show recently on Apple TV and like they just have this like great background of work and so it was easy for me to be like they're like fancy people and Shannon I know listens to the show now and just, hello Shannon and they were so normal and they were so delightful and here's the thing I loved is like Shannon was talking about motherhood and she was talking about it in a way that was such a great reminder that it doesn't matter where you come from like for her motherhood was a massive loss of identity and when we were talking i was like yeah like that's how it is for everyone it's this massive loss of identity and she talked about like having this hole inside of her when her career felt gone and displaced after having babies and it's amazing how quickly the playing field gets leveled when you let yourself just be human in conversation with other humans And we get to see that we are all just the same. And I think that's so important for us to remember, because when we remember that, we will automatically qualify ourselves for more things. So when we are all the same, we will qualify ourselves for more things. And also, we will have more compassion for other people who maybe we don't quite understand. So if I'm looking at someone and I'm questioning, like, why are they doing that thing? Or why are they parenting that way? Or why are they showing up in this way? Or why are they talking that way? To recognize like, well, we're all the same. And we all come from a background that is full of stories and situations and experiences that color who we are. And sometimes that makes us really snippy. And sometimes that makes us maybe not so friendly. And sometimes that makes us, you know, maybe weirdly overly friendly. It makes us all these different things. And when we can look at from this perspective that we're all the same, then we don't have to sit and judge. We can accept people for who they are and accept people for their differences. And we can accept people for that we are all on equal playing field. And we all deserve a seat at the table. And we all deserve to live in our stories. And we all deserve to share our stories and see each other in our stories. And I think that all of that is so significant. And that's been a huge, huge lesson to me over time is recognizing that we're all the same and that no one is fancier than anyone else. And also no one is less significant or less important than anyone else as well. Like both ends of that Are really important. This episode is supported by Earn In. Life doesn't happen bi weekly, so why should Payday? The money you earn now can be in your hands today with Earn In. Earn In is an app that gives you access to your pay as you work, up to $100 per day or up to $750 per pay period. So Super, super easy to use. You just download the Earn In app and verify your paycheck. Then you can access up to $100 a day as you work and leave an optional tip. So the app is free. You can leave a tip if you want. Any money you access plus tips are automatically repaid from your next paycheck. So here's the thing. Sometimes getting close to your next paycheck, next pay period, and you realize, oh gosh, like paycheck doesn't come until next Friday, but we have this event that we need to attend this weekend and we need money for it. Or we have to buy a gift for someone. Or, oh my gosh, like my kid tore through their shoes. And now we have to buy new shoes this weekend and the money's not in the bank yet. So Earnin can help you access the money you've already earned at work by giving you this little bit of money in advance. So make Earnin part of your financial routine and join Earnin's over three and a half million customers who say things like, When I think about Ernin, I think about financial stability and security, and it gives me a lot of peace of mind. Earnin is a financial technology company, not a bank, and subject to your available earnings, daily max, pay period max, and location. See earnin.com slash TOS for details. Bank products are issued by Evolve Bank and Trust, member FDIC. I'm Margaret. And I'm Amy. And together we host the podcast, What Fresh Hell? Laughing in the Face of Motherhood. Margaret, I would say you're sort of a where are my keys kind of mom. Correct. Sometimes a where are my kids kind of mom. <laughs> The fourth lesson on leadership and motherhood is that your voice only gets louder if you speak louder. Your voice only gets louder if you speak louder. And so this one is really about taking chances with your voice and shouting more things from the rooftop and deciding like I'm gonna say the uncomfortable thing, I'm gonna take a stand, I'm gonna speak up, I'm gonna give myself permission to take up space in this situation, I'm going to be an advocate, I'm gonna push past imposter syndrome and go do this thing even though I'm nervous or I'm scared, all of those things. It's so significant that we take these chances and I know so many of you, this is like the constant feedback that I get, is that so many of you who listen to the show do take these chances and you decide like, okay, Sarah said I should, you know, speak up or Sarah said I should try to go for this. So I'm going to like, I'm going to try. And then you come back and you're like, holy cow, I can't believe, like I did it and here's what happened. And this was amazing. And I can't wait to do it again. And so I want to really push you to give yourself permission to take up space, give yourself permission to speak up and to stand up. And even if it's in small ways, because that makes way for bigger moves down the road for sure So giving yourself that permission to use your voice and use it louder over time is so significant. And part of that is pushing past that imposter syndrome. And that imposter syndrome makes us assume that other people are more qualified to take up space and other people deserve it more than us and other people are more worthy. And that's not true and everyone has imposter syndrome. And seriously, like the people that get ahead are the ones who ignore it the most. (laughs) And So I certainly have imposter syndrome. The way I get over it is I make myself ignore it. And it's funny, like for so long, I didn't get nervous before interviews. But I always had this sense before interviews, like, I'll just be relieved when it's over, because then I'll know that it went well. And like, I felt very responsible for curating this really amazing conversation. And what's happened, and it's literally just happened in the last maybe in the last year, if not six months to year, is instead of having this heaviness around like, I have to curate the most perfect conversation. It's been more like, I'm just going to create space for a conversation. I'm just going to create space. And you can even hear in the way that I talk about that. And in the way that I pace my talking about that, that if all I'm going to do is create space, like I'm getting past imposter syndrome, because with imposter syndrome, I'm assuming that maybe someone else could lead this conversation better. Or who am I to talk to this person about this thing? Or what if they don't want to talk about that thing with me? Or what if I mess up? All those things about imposter syndrome get in the way of just opening up space to hold space for a special conversation. And what I found is if I just show up to create space for the special conversation. The special conversation happens really organically, really naturally. I find myself very much enjoying it rather than trying to like curate the whole time. I still take a huge sense of responsibility for it. But I take a sense of responsibility more from the perspective of I'm going to just make space for this person to talk and share versus me feeling like it needs to be about like me asking all the right questions, because if they show up and talk and share, like I already know I've asked enough questions and enough interviews, I already know the right questions are going to come to me like I've proven that to myself. So this has been my voice getting louder as I speak louder by like me showing up hundreds and hundreds of episodes in now to be able to learn that I don't need to worry about my gift. I don't need to worry about how a conversation is going to go. I just need to show up for the conversation because now I can trust my voice is strong enough and my voice is loud enough that I am naturally inclined to lead in that way. As it relates to motherhood, your voice gets louder if you speak louder. I mean, we could also say that very literally in motherhood, right? The other day, I was yelling at Vinny for yelling at me. (laughs) And I I caught myself, I was like,
1: if you're going to yell
0: at me, I'm not going to help you. And then I was like, oh, but I'm yelling at him about yelling at me, right? So, But the other piece of this in motherhood is like learning what is your voice in motherhood going to be? I've had to learn that figuratively for me, for my voice to get louder in motherhood is actually for my voice to get much, much more quiet. I have a child who does not respond well to loud voices. And so for me to get louder in motherhood, meaning like to have better, deeper impact and a better relationship with my child, my voice needs to get more quiet. And so you can see like, How my voice is getting louder in my relationship with him by me figuratively, I'm getting louder by literally getting more quiet, which is not my strong suit. Like, you know, I'm loud and I'm fast and I'm hard hitting. (laughs) So that's number four. Number five, my fifth lesson on leadership and motherhood after five years is you will be judged and it will make you better. You will be judged. And here's the thing you will be judged because you will make some people uncomfortable especially as you grow. And it is not your job to make people comfortable. Absolutely not your job. In fact, I was just saying to someone I was interviewing today, uh, my friend Tiffany Bloom, I was saying to her, I said, we were talking about The conversations that we each have in our respective spaces. And I was saying how she was being really sweet and complimentary. And she was saying I love it was her second time being interviewed on the show. And she said, I love coming into your community. Because I just know the values that your group holds. And I know the values the Shameless Mom Academy holds. And so I can come in here, this is a safe place for me. And on top of that, I know that the women who are listening are really intentional listeners, and that they really want to learn. And they are, you know, they're invested in social justice, and they are here for a cause, and they want to learn better to do better. And she's like, I just so appreciate that about your space. You know, I said, I so appreciate that comment. That's really important to me. And I appreciate that she sees that. But then I said, what's interesting is, I've also had to learn that the things that I'm going to talk about are going to offend some people and they're going to repel some people. And I've had to be super okay with that and actually invite that in. (laughs) That like, if I'm gonna talk on my show about politics, if I'm gonna talk about gay marriage, if I'm gonna talk about abortion, if I'm gonna talk about women's rights, if I'm gonna talk about race, I'm automatically gonna repel some people. And there's gonna be some people who are just like, who does she think she is? And all she does is talk about politics. Like there's literally people that only think I talk about politics, which is funny to me, but anyway. So, what's happened over time is I've learned that repels some people, and that's completely fine because that also allows me to attract the right people. So, some of the things I say make other people really uncomfortable and make them angry and make them want to go away, and that's completely fine. Some of the things I say make my family members uncomfortable and it makes them not want to listen, and that's fine. It makes them not want to follow me on social media, and that's fine. So, your job is not to make other people comfortable. And know that you will be judged. You will be judged in how you parent. You will be judged in how you show up and work. You will be judged in how you lead. And it will make you better because here's the thing. Every time you get judged, even though that can be extremely painful and extremely uncomfortable and it can cause a lot of grief and sometimes trauma, also, it makes you define your values more clearly every single time in order to stand in them. And that is part of who you are becoming. To only get more clear in your values and how you show up in your values is always you becoming more you, right? And so, yes, you're going to be judged. But the gift of that is that over time, you will be able to take in that judgment and say, huh, is this judgment pushing me further into my values or is it pulling me out of my values? So if someone passes judgment on me and I made a mistake then oh my gosh like i need to look at like okay well i know my values are this and that is not how i want to come across and that is not what i intended and i did harm and i want to own that or am i going to look at it from like this person's judging me and their values are not my values and so therefore i don't really need to address this because we're just not aligned and that's okay even if it's uncomfortable even if it's painful sometimes you will be judged and it's an opportunity for you to be humble And be more gracious and maybe even ask for forgiveness or ask for or offer an apology. And sometimes you'll be judged and it will be an opportunity for you to practice ignoring and moving on and refusing to let others derail your values or your mission or your sense of self. But you're going to be judged and it's going to make you better. So those are my five lessons from five years of talking about leadership and motherhood on the Shameless Mom Academy. If you've been listening for any length of time, thank you. Thank you so much. I have an an ask for our five year anniversary. If you have not left a review for the show, this helps me a ton. It helps our rankings in Apple Podcasts, which helps all sorts of different things with the show in terms of guests that we can get, in terms of sponsors we can get. So if you've not left a review for the show, or if you have left a review and you want to leave another one, if you can go to shamelessmom.com/slash review and drop a review in there, I would be so eternally grateful if you take a screenshot of your review and email it to us at infoshamelessmom.com. We will send you some special Shameless Mom Academy stickers. So Go to shamelessmom.com slash review and give us you rate the show by stars, like however many stars on a scale of one to five. And then you also click on write a review. If you do this on your phone, it's way easier than on your desktop. So you just go to the show on in iTunes or Apple Podcasts. You scroll down to where you can rate however many stars you want to rate. Then you click the button that says write a review and then write a couple sentences about how the show has impacted you. It will take a day or so for that review to pop up. It takes a little while. I don't know why. It's because it's weird. And so when it pops up the next day, just shoot us take a screenshot, email us at info at And we will send you some very cute, very cool shameless mom academy stickers in the mail to as a little thank you. So thank you for being here. Thank you for five years. I am like, blown away and so grateful and so honored. And I can't wait to keep going. Thank you so much for joining me in the Shameless Mom Academy today. I really, really appreciate you being here and I hope you learned something new. As always, this conversation will be continued